how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I'm Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man fresh back from a hallucinogenic trip with Aaron Rodgers, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the pandemic, as we say, air quote, this Saturday morning, sir? Uh, I I burned my arm on my, on my, like, on my divider in my car. That's how stinking hot it is. I don't want to hear any more about, like, I don't know. Oh, it gets dark at 4 o'clock. But you know what doesn't happen on December at 4 o'clock? I don't burn my hand <laughs> on my steering wheel. This is, no, like, like once again, there are levels to, like, heat. And, like, I don't know, it's summer, so you just adapt. But right now, or, or more more than a couple times this summer, it's been, like, past, it's been, like, DMX, it's dark and hell is hot heat. Like, I don't know. And, and right now, we are dealing with DMX heat. I haven't gone outside really in like <laughs> three or four days. No, but Roy, like here's the thing, like, like, which, like, you don't have this problem in the winter time, right? Like, I don't no, know, you put I on don't. a coat, you put on a beanie, you put on gloves if, if, if it's real cold out, and you do stuff. Like I do stuff, like in the winter time. I literally, I strategically said, you know what? I'm not going to multiple places today. I'm not like I'm not gonna get pizza at four o'clock. So you know what I'm gonna do? I want to get all my food at eleven forty-five and not leave the house. <laughs> I left the house since this is like no, like this heat is like I don't, I know plan, like I don't know plan adjusting. And yes. all I know is we just hopefully we only have a couple more of these because it's almost time. Because I feel like man, this the last month or so has just been a dead ded time for sports and like i don't know like we could talk about the phillies but i mean when you don't know any of the other than noah Syndergaard, the guys who they traded who are we kidding about ourselves with the phillies so we got a football game on tonight or two nights before so yes. let's it's time yeah you, you said it was a slow time but but as you mentioned a couple nights ago we had the nfl hall of fame game and next weekend we'll have a full slate of nfl preseason action Again, we're excited about it, but, you know, five minutes into these games, these will be terrible games that we all understand this. But football is back, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it. It is the dog days of August, and we have a lot to talk about. We were off last week, um, so the last two weeks we have to catch up, catch you guys up. And we have a lot, I mean, a lot to talk about on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, and take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future of Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, let's just give the shout-outs because we haven't given them in two weeks. Haven't done them in a while. So thank you guys, as always, for listening to us wherever you listen to us, whether it's on 106.5 FM, WPPMLP Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line. Download us to your phone, your computer, your iPad, MP3-enabled device. Listen to us at home or take us with you on the go. We are a very accessible podcast, 24-7, 365. We are also available on the Twitter machine. You can follow Chris at, at SKD215. You can follow me at the BS line. We talked about football coming back, but we got to talk about the other football coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, football. Matt 23. Matt 23. The, no, no, the premiership, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is back. Chelsea, Wait, Everton, so it's, this weekend. Uh, so it's officially back. Premier League is back this weekend. Holy back God. this so weekend, baby. So this means that none of my friends are around. <laughs> no, no. Opening weekend of the Premier League this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Did you ever long. think you would get this excited for the opening week of a soccer league? The same way you get excited about Sixers or Eagles, like I don't know this or or Temple basketball. I, I mean, this is pretty wild. Did I, ever, did I ever think that I would plan my Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock-ish around soccer games? Did I ever think 11, I would get, sometimes earlier, right? Well, sometimes 7.30, but we're not going to talk about that. Did I ever think that I would get wildly frustrated at preseason games against <laughs> rando teams in America? No, I never never thought I would get here. But I'm here, and I'm here, and I'm, I'm in it. So Chelsea Everton this Saturday the Premier League is back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be tweeting about that. Mr. Domingo, what will you be tweeting about this weekend? 
I will be tweeting about um I'm gonna try to catch up on some on these WWE documentaries. I'm gonna try to watch these like Kurt Angle documentaries, this Brock Lesnar, and I'm just gonna like I like like I'm just gonna stay inside and like look at Instagram uh, sneakers on Instagram, like like I have been doing the last month because I like like because I sure don't want to be outside and like I don't like and one I'm just maybe you know what maybe I'll actually open up the Madden I'll, maybe I'll swear search Madden twenty three on Twitter for the first time in a week because I like mm. usually I'm like watching the stuff like I don't know all these blogs I just have it because it's just like but you know what I'm gonna see because. We're two weeks out, baby. We're two, two weeks, weeks out. out from 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 the field sense era. This is like the Triple H <laughs> era of like I don't know Madden. So, um, and more importantly, the Eagles are, are probably going to be a, a fun team. So, another reason to be excited for the game. Eagles going to be a fun team on Madden. Speaking of the Eagles, I should do do want to mention Eagles only open practice of the season uh, this week, this Sunday. Uh, down at the link, I believe it's at seven. I'm not sure. Um, I believe tickets are still available for that. So if you want to check out the Eagles at an open practice, might be the only time you get to see Jalen Hurts throw a football before September the September 11th. Will it be a complete pass though? We we don't know. We don't know. Very varying reports out of training camp from the Eagles. So you can check them out uh, this Sunday down at the link. Uh, before we get into football, we will talk football. Um, do want to talk about um, two two absolute legends, absolute. Um, icons that, that we lost this past week. And again, in the sports world, a lot of people throw around the term goats, but we literally lost two of the greatest of all time at the respective fields, uh, in the respective fields this weekend, uh, this week. Uh, first, uh, or more recently, Vin Scully, the longtime announcer for the um, the Dodgers, both in Brooklyn and LA, passed away this week. Uh, Vin Scully was literally the voice of baseball for decades, whether you were a Dodgers fan or not. He called Gibson's home run in the World Series. He called the Bill Buckner play in the World Series, Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron 715th, um, Don Larson's he, World Series perfect game. I mean, he man, also he, called, he, Roy, he also called that catch. Yes. The, he also called the catch. He also <laughs> called uh, his first game. I saw this on, on Twitter this week. This first game uh, that he called um, had uh, had um, Richie Ashburn was, was playing in the first, his first game he called. The last game he called had Chase Utley. So he literally spanned. <laughs> 60 years, 60 plus years, 70 years of baseball, just about um, in the booth for the Dodgers and and for various other networks. Just an absolute, Vince Scully was just like, he was just an amazing, amazing man with words. Just amazing with words. Just oh, an no. incredible storyteller. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, he was, he's the, I think he's my, the first voice of sports that I remember. Mm-hmm. Sa- Saturday afternoon baseball yep. with Vince Scully and Joe Garagiola. Like yeah. I, I like no, I feel like I don't know. My first memory of sports is him calling the Buckner. I don't know uh, the Buckner play. Like I don't know. Like it's it it. I mean, but you see, Roy. Like I don't know. This is when baseball was king. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like like this is when like baseball was at its apex. And thankfully, you had someone like Vince Scully telling the story. Like I I, I mean like I still watch that Gibson home run. No, like no. Like no dog in a race, and still get misty eyed because I'm like, oh my god! Like I don't know, like because that just like when you look back on it, like almost God, thirty five years later, that almost feeling it that feels like an impossible feat because like just the backstory that Dennis Eckersley that year was unhittable, like quite literally, like like literally was not giving up hits, and for Gibson who was just. Like had I think he I, I think he had injured both legs like I don't know hamstrings or whatever to come up and hit a game like you can't make that stuff up and that's why like like as what like sports is all about memories like I don't yeah. know like it, it like you remember Gibson you remember like Mookie Wilson you remember like I don't know uh, Hank Aaron like and for a guy and for a guy like Vince Scully and God to be a Dodgers fan and just to have him call your games it's like oh, yeah. it, I mean it, it like it, it's like us having Harry Callis. Exactly. No, no. Vince Kelly, like you said, was the voice of baseball for a lot of years. Like you said, I can remember like a lot of those, you know, a lot of things from the eighties. Speaking of the Dodgers, you know, Oral Hershiser and that scoreless inning streak and the world series win over the, the um, Oakland. Like I remember like all these, all these memories that tie in uh, I have of that era are related to Vince Scully. And, and again, rest in peace to, to him and again, condolences to, to his family and his friends. Again, we also lost another great um, in the sport of basketball, 
of this week. Uh, the legendary Bill Russell, the greatest, the greatest winner in the history of basketball, full stop. Tw- uh, two NCAA titles, won a gold medal, 11 NBA titles over 13 years. Two of those was as a player coach. In closeout games and winner go home games and like game sevens or a single elimination games, he was 21 and 0 <laughs> in life, which is insane. Which is just an insane number, insane figure uh, when you think about Bill Russell. But more than anything, he did on the court. Obviously, he was a huge champion for civil rights. He uh, he supported Muhammad Ali's decision not to go to Vietnam. And again, he's, he had very strong views and very strong viewpoints, even though he received a lot of backlash from Boston fans to the point where he didn't even want to well, he didn't even go to his original Jersey retirement in Boston uh, because of the backlash he received from Boston fans. Bill Russell is an absolute legend. And again, off the court, on the court, if he's not in your top five of just sports figures of all time, then you need to kind of like rethink your list because he's just an amazing <laughs> figure. I, I mean, like on the court, if it weren't for Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain would probably have like seven titles. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Will, Will Chamberlain would, would be, without a doubt, the best player of all time, period. Like, there would be no debate. <laughs> And we wouldn't have this debate like we have with Jordan and LeBron. No, it would just be Will Chamberlain. No, like, I I mean, like, Bill Russell, like, I don't know, like, like for all those, like, I don't know, like, like legendary Celtics teams, to be the best player on a team filled with Hall of Famers is pretty impressive. And and like you said, to be, like, I don't know, like, the first black coach in the NBA in yep. Boston, like, in I don't Boston. know. And, yeah, so, I, I mean, but, like, I don't know. I feel like the off-the-field, off like, off-the-field accolades – exceed the on the field which are like i don't know like you said like, yeah, like there are there are like the most of my top five is etched in stone but like even even a jabroni on the street should have bill russell etched in their top five all-time basketball players if you 100%. don't you you need a canadian destroyer like the one pat McAfee didn't get happy for <laughs> yeah we can disagree about you know like, lebron you know, james yeah, lebron james or Kobe for God's sake or whatever like that. But we can disagree about some people. A couple, couple, couple people need to be in your top five. And one of those guys, of course, is Bill Russell. If you're not familiar with Bill Russell, again, get familiar with Bill Russell. He wrote two uh, memoirs, a couple of memoirs, um, one of which I, I want to pick up because I, I saw a couple of great pieces of it um, online this past week called Second Wind. That was his memoir from 1977. Uh, but he wrote a couple a couple books. And again, if you want to kind of get get up to speed on Bill Russell, there's plenty of great um, information out there. I think, I think, uh, um, Howard Bryant wrote a piece this week as well um, that, that I've seen kind of get, get passed around. So Bill Russell, again, an all-time, all-time legend in the sport of basketball and away from the sport of basketball as well. Let's talk a little bit of NFL. And again, this is a supposedly, well, it is not supposedly, it's a Philadelphia-centric show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, all right? And when you want to talk about Eagles and the training camp stuff, that's fine. There's other radio stations on the dial you can listen to and talk about that. I don't care that Jalen Hurts goes 10 of 16 in training camp. I don't. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. There's other stuff to talk about. More important stuff to talk about, like Deshaun Watson and the six-game suspension that he received from an independent arbitrator trader earlier this week. Ruling was handed down by a judge who admitted that Watson engaged victims in unwanted sexual acts, but the determination was, was that these acts were, quote-unquote, nonviolent. I don't know why that matters in this case. I mean, if there are unwanted sexual acts with at least a couple of dozen people that we know of that filed civil lawsuits, a six-game suspension seems a little bit light to me. I don't know where you fall on this. Uh, I just, like, I understand that, like, I don't know, like, like, because as much as this judge seems like a complete bozo, and, uh, like, I don't want to deflect the blame for who it belongs like 98% of it is Deshaun Watson. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, I see absolutely no remorse whatsoever from this guy. Like, I don't know that like he is, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like check me if I'm wrong. I have not heard a statement, like a statement more than eight syllables that says, yeah, I have made some terrible decisions. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and I need to be better. It's a lot of, I didn't do anything wrong, buddy. Like, I, I like, this is what the crux of this is. And, like, I don't know. I refuse to, like, I don't know. And I understand, one, not just, like, if if you're Deshaun Watson, right? Like, I don't know. If, if you were Deshaun Watson, not, like, a sociopath. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just take whatever league punishment was given and just leave? Like, just go the, the heck away 
for like a year. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know, he's still trying, but I feel that the second most culpable party in this is the Browns. Because yeah. I feel that they have empowered this lunatic. Like, I don't know, like, we could call him a lunatic, a sociopath. Like, I, I think it's been proven. There's no defamation there. Like, in, empowered him with this contract to say, yo, mm-hmm. this this team gave me a, a lot of guaranteed money. So they obviously think I'm right in, in, in the right. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he hasn't been humbled yet. And, like, I don't know, with this lack of humbling is this boldness to say, yo, I'm going to – I don't – I don't think I should be suspended six games. No, you're, like, you're exactly like, right. This is this that for me because I, I mean, like many things. Like I don't know, we could talk about like I don't know. Maybe like we'll save this Brittany Griner thing for another day because that's another bizarre story that like I don't know. People are just just getting lost in. But I, I mean, with the Deshaun thing, it's like let's like can like can we criticize Roger Goodell for just not having an, a consistent policy? Yes, but they're also like I don't know. They're not like. They didn't just say, yo, yeah, we're cool with this. They they did their part and is are appealing, as they should have, because they wouldn't like I don't know. I feel like if they didn't appeal this, they would be getting so much heat. And like I don't know, because everyone knows that the NFL wants this to go away. But even if you just said, Yeah, we're gonna take the six games, this wasn't going away. So you'd rather just deal with excuse me. The, the pressure you get from Watson and his lawyers rather than just the general public. Because honestly, the general public has a very, like, I don't know, long leash. Like, I don't know. like mm-hmm. I, I But I feel that, like, this case in particular, I think it's reaching every every demographic of, like, I don't know. Like, you're like, I don't know. And and, and I don't see a lot of people, like, the sociopaths are, are caping for this guy and saying, oh, like, because I, I, I see a lot of, like, what you – What's your battle is? be like, because of course they're saying, "Oh, what about Stephen Ross? We ain't talking about Stephen Ross here, buddy. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't talking about Stephen Ross. We're talking about a dude who got twenty-five like different masseuses. Like I don't know, and said, oh, like I don't know, like oh, 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 this is the problem. Oh, well, like that for me is just the the biggest bother in this is, I feel this guy just is, feels untouchable, and you need to touch this guy. And if this is like dragging this out. And you know me, Roy, I am not a boycotter or like, I don't know. I try to like, I don't know, check, like, I don't know, because nobody's perfect. But if I were a Browns fan, I would have a really hard time, like, I don't know, checking this at at the turnstile when I go into that stadium. Because this guy's scary. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. This guy is, no, he like, he's a sociopath. Yeah, just to kind of give people some background on the story, uh, Deshaun Watson had 25 or well I, I should say had had 25 civil lawsuits against him uh for inappropriate sexual contact uh conduct um with various masseuses massage therapists settled 24 of those uh, the browns knew the cleveland browns knew of most of these um before they signed him to a contract that gives him 230 million dollars guaranteed and as chris mentioned you know giving a man this much money in light of all this with the knowledge of all this again empowers a man to say hey you know i'm teflon i'm bulletproof i can do whatever i want there's no big deal so again i understand why sean probably feels this way and doesn't feel remorseful even though the Browns said he's quote unquote remorseful he's never said that like we've never seen deshaun watson say you know i'm remorseful i'm sorry for my actions you know i pledge to do better never said any of that i haven't said any, a single bit of that and then when you see Deshaun Watson in training camp, you see a bunch of Cleveland Browns fans trip over themselves to get, you know, their jersey signed or their football signed. So if you're Deshaun Watson, and like you said, like a sociopath, basically, if you're that guy, <laughs> if you're that guy and everybody's, you know, throwing money at you and falling all over themselves to kind of, you know, get your autograph, you know, in, in somewhere in your twisted mind, you're like, you know what, maybe I, what I did wasn't so bad, you know? I, no, I, no, 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 no. Like this is his rationalization. He's yeah. like, if I'm so bad, how is little Tawny asking for my autograph? Right. How how am I getting a raise? Like, I don't right. know. If I'm such a terrible employee or of like, I don't know, the, the NFL, why am I getting a bonus? Like, I don't let no, I, I like I mean, that's why I feel the Browns are very complicit in this. However, yeah. if we were if, if we were doing this trial and I was, I don't know, uh ADA uh, uh Jack McCoy. I'm not like I don't know like the the person getting the real charges is Deshaun Watson like I like I just I, I just can't get over how just 
like, I don't know, just indifferent he is. Like, I don't know. Like, no, he's trying to ride this out. He's trying to he – see, he sees what Tom Brady did. Like, I don't know. And it's like, yo, okay. Like, I I obviously have the financial wherewithal to keep this going. But, I, I mean, like, so obviously this guy doesn't care about his reputation. Like, I don't know. Like, he is like – because if anyone was looking to salvage any sort of, like, PR goodwill, he would just say, you know what, well, one, he wouldn't have done this, but whatever. Like, I don't know. He would just say, you know what, I got to go away. Like, I don't know. I'll take the one-year suspension. I'm going to go in exile and just, like, I don't know, just go. Because I feel like right now it's so fresh in everyone's eyes. When you see him, you're just, like, it's just polarizing. You're, like, you got these, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, people just saying, you know, why is this guy practicing? Too? It's like, oh, he's going to lead like, He's gonna lead the Browns to their first playoff like to the first Super Bowl, it's like I get like there. I know that like I don't know like, and I think this is what the Browns made a gross miscalculation on mm-hmm. is they felt that winning will will trump every like in like most indiscretions. Like I don't know because it does it does ninety eight percent of the time, but but this crosses that line. Actually, it just it, it just it just runs through the line. And this is past it and. The Browns, I don't know. Just I, I have a feeling they knew all this, and they're just yeah. and they just said, you know what? Screw it. We're just gonna we're like no. They felt that in in a lot of cases, like like that the media machine and like people's like I don't know like attention span would say, you know what? Let's move on to the next indiscretion of the next athlete. But it hasn't left because this is so egregious. And so gross that I feel like I don't know. It's it, it, it's going to stay in. It's going to stay current events until people are satisfied with a decision. Because right now they're not. And even even if it's not current events, it's still going to that that stain is still going to hang around the Browns. Like the, if Deshaun Watson wins the Super Bowl with the Cleveland Browns, like yeah, like the, will the Browns front office be happy? Sure, fine, whatever. But everybody else is looking at it just like, yo, they did this. This is a very nasty way to do it. Like they're like, you know, you're not gonna get, you know, can, can, you know, congratulate and pats on the back, you know, for winning a Super Bowl, you know, with that guy in their employee. So I think they're okay. Like you said, I think they're okay with that, and I think they knew that was gonna happen. And they said, you know what? I mean, Roy, if we're being honest, the Ravens won a Super Bowl with a guy who allegedly, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, allegedly, like, I mean, was, like... allegedly was involved in the murder. Yes, yeah. So I, I, I mean, like. I think they're trying to see past history, but but this is all documented. And right. like I, I like you, like, and one, it involves like I don't know, like I don't know, violence against women. Like I don't, right. like I don't like, and and one, I think the NFL just refuses to acknowledge that a huge demographic of of their sport at the now is women. Like I don't know, women love football. I, I mean, I think like I, I I'd say that it's the favorite sport of women at this point. Like I don't know, like you see women like rocket eagles like football jerseys all the time so my like this is a doubt this is a financial thing too you don't want to alienate like a lot like if you suspend deshaun watson for 10 years are is are anyone gonna just say yo i'm done with the nfl but i feel that if you don't deal with this appropriately you're gonna get some people not like i don't know not like because we'll be honest here it's not gonna be every woman says i'm gonna stop but there are going to be people that just say, yo, like, I don't know, this is a dirty sport I'm not doing. So I feel that, like, I don't know, one, like, I don't know, just doing the the, the morally, like, the, the financial decision is the moral decision. So, I, I mean, it just happens to go hand in hand. It doesn't always. So let's just, just do the right thing. Just like, I don't, but I, I think the right, like, what, but the right thing is going to take a long time. <laughs> so what's the show Watson going to do in the meantime? He's going to play football. Yeah, and, and and hopefully for the well, the NFL hopes that the right thing is a longer suspension. They have appealed uh, the suspension, the six game suspension. Another independent arbitrator is going to hear this case. Um, the NFL, according to reports, wants an indefinite suspension and a fine. Deshaun Watson was not fined for this. Obviously, I think this is going to kind of take care of it, not take care of itself, but we'll get resolved before the beginning of the season. But again, it's a very fluid situation. And again, once we hear anything new about this, we will let you know. Speaking of investigations, another investigation involving the Miami Dolphins who were fined and stripped of multiple picks due to a tampering slash tanking investigation that was brought about in part um, by comments made by one Brian Flores. Um, Brian Flores, I guess, again, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins said that he was incentivized to lose games in 2019, um, among other things that were kind of going on in the Dolphins organization. 
The NFL um, stripped Miami of their 2023 first rounder and 2024 uh, third round pick as a result of multiple conversations the Dolphins had with Tom Brady and Sean Payton while those two guys were with their previous teams. According to Roger Goodell, this is basically unprecedented behavior um, from the Miami Dolphins. They didn't find, according to the investigation, there was no evidence of tanking. However, plenty of plenty of uh, evidence involving conversations with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. I can't imagine this is the first time this ever happened. This is probably the first. This is clearly the first time a team got caught doing this. This is a little wild, though, right? Like a team talking to Tom Brady while he was still with multiple teams multiple times. Like this is a I think this is above board, like be below board. I I think this is the the boldest because I think like usually like I don't know people are usually like I don't know like using like middleman. Right, I like right. here. I think Stephen Ross is just like YOLO. Like I'm I'm yeah. talking I'm talking to Tom Brady. I'm talking to Sean Payton. Record anything. I I G A F. Like no, I I mean like like I I feel, but this is this is owner behavior to say yeah like. I don't think they like one. I don't think they'll, they'll care enough. I, I like because a lot of the times these owners are just like yo, know, like the you know, like the NFL. Like I don't know, like has more stuff to worry about than like me. Like talk, but I, I mean, like because how many times do you hear about tampering? Like the the T word tampering happens like once a year, a hundred times. Like I don't know during free agency. So, but this was just tampering on steroids. Like I don't know, like <laughs> Stephen Ross just took the tampering and just made it like a hundred fun. Like, no. And I, I feel like, I don't know, Brian, Brian Florence was like, I don't know, just just the one that just like, I don't know, took that nail and just put it in the wall and just everything. Because if Brian Florence doesn't say anything, I don't think this ever comes out. No, 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 no. This definitely doesn't come out. And, and again, the league says it hasn't found any in, in, uh, evidence that the Dolphins were tanking games, although I think we'll see some of that at some point. Um, maybe down the road, um, maybe it's part of something else. But yeah, there's like you said, tampering happens all the time. There's two cases in the NBA, one involving the Sixers, going on right now that of, of alleged tampering. So stuff like and I this know, Roy, happens. And, and Roy, yeah. I know that like we're that's our our our, our favorite team and our local team, but come on, <laughs> I mean alleged, like I, I mean like, but like I, I don't know, but I always feel tampering is a very fine line. Like I don't know, like are you just not allowed to talk to anybody? Like, I don't know, like, like you just can't tell, like, the janitor tell, or, or, like, or the associate director of finance to, like, say, yo, give PJ Tucker a call. Like, I don't, like, it, it's a very gray area. And I feel, and, and, like, does this mean players can't recruit? Like, I don't, like, yeah. that's why, like, I feel that, I feel the tamper thing's very overblown. Like, I, I mean, like, if the, if, if the guy wants to come to your team, who the hell cares why he wants to come to your team? If he came to your team because he had a white, he went to a white party with Mike Rubin, then what? Who cares? Like I don't know. Like it's it's free agency. Like I don't know. Like like I think what people says like, yo, are they trying to recruit him during their contract? I just feel like contracts are very loose at this point. Like I don't know. Like your contract, I'll get it, but every player can get out of this contract if he if he has enough leverage. So like I don't know what's the what I, I never got the. The fury over tampering. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a player driven league with a lot of leverage. So they'll just use the leverage. I, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if someone talks to them. Yeah, the, the NBA stuff, I don't care about. The James Harden stuff, again, there's allegations of tampering with the Sixers and James Harden and allegations of the Knicks, excuse me, and Jalen Brunson. The NBA stuff, I don't care about. It's NFL stuff. When you talk, when you're talking to the coach of the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, while he's the coach of the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> like, yo, we're going to get you and this dude over here. And we're gonna link up and we're just gonna just make you make you the GM, whatever you want. We're gonna make him give him part of the team. Like that's a little bit, that's a little bit way, that's way I, beyond the pale. That's way beyond. Uh, no, I, no, I feel tampering with coaching is a different layer. Like yeah. I, and to be honest, like I don't know. Tampering with a, with, with another player, I don't know, like that, like isn't that the same thing as like I don't know, like with what the NBA is doing? Like like it, it's it, it's but, I mean but, the guys on the owner, owner, owner to player while the player is still with the team. You don't think that happens in the multiple, NBA? You don't... Multiple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but uh, I feel like you don't think that Pat Riley talked to LeBron James before he signed with the Heat. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm sure Pat Riley talked to LeBron James. Anybody involved in USA Basketball talked to LeBron yeah. James. Um, yeah, like yeah, like that stuff. No, I, I feel the coach. No, I feel the coaching part is is is, is once again 
that line of demarcation that's like i don't know that 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 raises eyebrows like i, I don't know like the coach should have enough like i don't know like but but sean payton's a phony ass anyway like i don't know like i'm i know you know what i'm glad that dude's getting drafted that dude stinks oh man wow wow i know i know i'm on record saying i i hate the same like i don't hate any team I no, he kind of stink like i don't know or no you know what their fans annoy me more than actually but as a team organization as and it just as a franchise i hate the saints Hate really? everything about him. Yeah. Really? Like, and, and to be honest, I hate some other players too. Michael Thomas is a clown. Sean Payton. No, Sean Payton. No, Sean Payton is the king clown. The king clown with Greg Williams. No, and, and I think because yeah. he's always like, I don't know, like he's always just trying to flex. And I'm like, bro, you haven't won anything in a long time. Sit your butt down. Never was like, I respected Drew Brees, but I always thought he was kind of corny. Like, I don't know, like Kamara's cool, but like Michael Thomas, he he's fugazi. Like I don't like I just don't I don't get down with the Saints. I don't like wow. I enjoy I enjoy when the Eagles beat the Saints and I enjoy when they're gonna go seven and eleven this year. Wow, I I, I didn't know that you had that much vitriol 10, for, the, for the Saints. No, that's fine. I, I know you have that much vitriol for the Saints. Yeah, like I, I mean I think Sean Payton's a very bright guy. I think he's a good coach. Like, does he talk a little bit too much for a guy who's won at the level he has? Sure. But I think he's a smart dude. I think he's a sharp dude. It's, it is whatever. No, but I think, but no, 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 but I think he's another guy with a ton of hubris too. Like yeah. he had to go along with this conversation too, Roy. He could have oh. said, "Nah, I ain't." Like, I, like he's always looking for his next spot. I yep. mean, how how many minutes did this? Did he retire, quote unquote? And he was linked to the Dallas Cowboys job because he yeah. won't get that job next year. Yeah. Hey, that's like the worst kept secret in sports. Tampa. So I, I mean, yeah, and, <laughs> and you know what? I'll hate the you know. Because he's on the Cowboys, I'll hate the Cowboys more than the Saints now. Yeah, no, like yeah, the, the Sean Payton is only sitting out this year because everybody thought that he was gonna he's gonna blow out Mike McCarthy this year, and you can't make it super obvious. So you gotta wait a year, and then you gotta do it, which is what people think James Harden's doing. But that's another story for no. Told you, time. man. The top two, top two, Mister Ferrari and Sean Payton. <laughs> I, that that's all I don't get down. Uh, one last NFL story before we move on. Uh, Kyler Murray had a homework clause in his new deal. Uh, the Cardinals put a stipulation in uh, requiring Kyler Murray to have four hours of independent study per week. Um, that clause became public when it was uh, posted online, and the Cardinals backtracked and removed that clause from his contract. Um, according to reports, Kyler Murray is a very huge fan of Call of Duty, and it may or may not affect what he does on the field. Let me just say this, and uh, I'll turn it over to you. People ask me, or people not Pat, people ask me, people, I've seen also multiple tweets asking people, why did Kyler Murray sign this contract? Because they gave him $230 million. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, hey, it's like, if someone says me, gives me, my boss gives me a piece of paper, says, here, sign this piece of paper for a stupid amount of money. And one of the clauses on here is that you need to do four hours or something that I won't even, I won't even verify every single week. I will break my hand signing that paper. All right, like as they were given, they gave him a stupid amount of money. Of course, he's going to sign it. If it said fifty hours a week, he'd have signed the paper. You know why? Because it's a stupid amount of money. Don't ask stupid questions, people. That's all I'm no, asking. No, no. Like the the biggest question is why why did this why did Carlos give him this extension? Because obviously yeah. they don't believe in him. They don't trust they him. Live, nope. They don't trust him one nope. bit. Nope. And like I don't know. Like I I, I always say I. I've been hearing a lot of smoke with Kyler Murray in the last couple of years. It's just about like, like, and, and like, I think there's a quote, literally not, not like, not something from like BSAC sports that said like, he's like not a cerebral guy. He doesn't like, I don't know, need to take, take in a lot of film. Isn't that just a real, like, like, this is what I like. And I understand that like people don't want to be in like, like Joe Flacco, like, I don't know, Matt, like Matt Shaw purgatory with the quarterback, but isn't like giving two hundred million dollars guaranteed to a quarterback you obviously don't want or don't trust? That's not a better alternative, right? Like I don't no. like I like no like I like and like are the Cardinals like a good like a legit team with Kyler Murray? I think they're a good team. Um, can they win? Can they go deep? Make a deep playoff run? I'm not. I'm not convinced yet. And I'm not, and I'm not sold on Kyler Murray being a franchise quarterback either. But apparently, like I don't know, like, but they feel like they just want, like, 
the asset. And I, but I feel, you know what? I feel the NFL's operating, gonna op- operating more like the NBA, where they're just like, yo, we're not gonna give away this dude for free. Like, and and Dead Cat, once again, good old Carson has just eliminated the talk of Dead Cat. Like, once you get to a certain amount where it's not ninety million, where it's forty, because w- with the cap going up, these dead cap hits aren't that bad anymore. Like, I don't, or, or like you're able to absorb them. Right. And still field a decent team. So I think the Cardinals are just like, okay, we're, we're going to give him this money. There, 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 there going to be no more reasons why he deletes Instagram. Like de- deletes what? Well, that's always that's always a red flag for me when like a player deems enough to like just delete stuff from his Instagram. Like I don't know, just stop being extra, please. But I, I mean, like they're going to give him this contract. They're going to say, okay, you you think you're the dude? Be the dude. When he's not the dude in two years, they're going to be like, okay. Where we'll trade you, like I know, I, I like I feel like now, like dudes are gonna get contracts, and but don't be surprised within two three years this dude gets traded. Yeah, I think I think you, you hit it right on the head. I think the Cardinals were like, all right, we'll give this dude on you know a couple hundred million dollars on the thirty percent for I'll say thirty to forty percent chance that he's the dude, as opposed to the hundred percent chance of not having a dude and trying to figure out you know trying to fi- find another dude for less money. Because again, in two years. Whatever the cap is at that time, you can eat it and walk away from it and deal with it. Again, we've seen it. You know, we saw it with Matt Ryan. We saw it with Carson Wentz. We'll, we'll see it down the road with plenty of other. Yeah, players. no, no. But so. I feel like before it was always a worry. Oh, you can't, can't. Like, I mean, we were we were guilty of it. Oh, you can't have thirty million. Like, I don't know. And like, I don't know. Like, be decent. The Eagles ate that dead cap and made the playoffs. Made the playoffs, yeah. So yeah. I feel that, like, I don't know. That's an eye opener. Where like, as long as it's not eighty. Or like once again, there's a line that like we can't we can't absorb a sixty million dollar debt cap this year. We can't. Thirty, we probably can. So I feel once like I don't know. I feel that Kyler Murray isn't isn't like if if you told me the over under on on years that Kyler Murray is there, like if you said two and a half, I might take the under. I'll, I'll say he under. might be there two years. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the under as well. I'll definitely take the under as well. Um, speaking. Of financial statements that don't look quite right. Vincent Man <laughs> out as a head of WWE geez, in part. Geez, geez, this happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, geez. a lot of stuff happened, man. Like I saw it's like stuff I even add to the rundown. In part because Vincent Man's out, in part because uh the WWE found that 14.6 million dollars in payments by McMahon that should have been recorded as company expenses. Um, the WWE will reissue financial statements for 2019, 2020, 2021, and the first quarter of 2022. Again, we've said this on the show before. Vince McMahon probably would have got, quote unquote, got away with all this and still been in the mix if he didn't do it at the expense of shareholders. Because once you start messing with people's money, that's when it becomes a problem. Vince McMahon messed with the balance sheet, messed with the income statement, and you had to get out of there. Vince McMahon gone, new head of creative, Triple H, Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him. He's now <laughs> the King of Kings. King of Kings, <laughs> the Lord of Lords. Uh, by the way, we, by the way, someone him. mentioned this boy, and it literally blew my mind. Did you realize that Triple H's pedigree makes an H shape? Yes, 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 yes. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I, I did. I, I, I I didn't know that was if that's if that's purposeful or not, but I saw that a couple <laughs> years ago. I was like, all right, that's that's cool. That's a neat little thing. That that's some <laughs> Illuminati stuff that I'm not yeah. gonna talk. But I, so, I yeah. but this is I mean, do you think this is a game changer? Like long term. This is a new era. And and we <laughs> knew that at whatever whatever point that Vince left, we knew that business or the business, as they like to say, <laughs> was gonna was gonna pick up after that. It's gonna be a different, you know, different spin depending on who's in charge, who quote-unquote has the book, as they say, in the business. Um, and Triple H, again, with the experience he has in the business, with the experience he has in NXT, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, including myself and I believe yourself, have faith in the fact that the creative process is going to be a lot better over the next month, few months, years, whatever, in WWE. So I am very excited. I am very optimistic about this. I think it's going to be good for business and in turn it's going to be good for the shareholders because the WWE at some point, I think, is still going to get sold. So I think Nick Khan and 
the new CEO, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H's wife, and Triple H and everybody, and, he, and the fans. I think everybody wins in this. I really do. Remember when Stephanie was supposed to go on a leave of absence? Like a month ago, month and a half ago? <laughs> I think that lasted, that leave of absence lasted three days. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, no I mean, and like, I, I, people were starting to think that, oh, Vince is still primary shareholder. He's going to, he's going to still wield influence. I don't know what else to tell you, but Triple H brought back like people that Vince McMahon fired, like oh, like a few months ago. So I don't know how that deals with family dynamics, but in terms of like I don't know the the product, I think no. I, I at some point Triple H just needed to like like I don't know stop being perceived as like Vince McMahon's lackey because I feel a lot of mm-hmm. people feel like oh Vince like, Triple H is only where he's at because he he's married to Vince's daughter and like I don't know like. Part of it is that, but a lot of it, I think more now is he knows his stuff and he's, and I, I think a lot of people like, I get, I'm guilty of this a lot, a lot of times is I feel like WWE just makes people wealthy. Like, and like, I think Paul Heyman said, it's like a lot of people in that locker room are wealthy because of Mr. Kent, but you know what they weren't, they weren't happy. Like, I don't know, like, I, like, and like, I don't know, like, I get that, like, like I don't know, and we, we'll talk, we'll give the eulogy the, or the professional eulogy to Vince in a minute, but I guess, like, there, there's something to say about, like, employee morale. Like, that's important. And mm-hmm. I feel that, like, I don't know, I feel that com- employee, like, wrestler morale in the company is going to be better, period. Like, Vince operated with an iron fist and, frankly, just being a bully. And I don't think that's the best that's not best for business right. that's not that but i feel like in vince's mind that's the only way he knew how to run the business that's the only because he like and and in his defense he probably had to do that in 1981 with junkyard like with with like i don't know big john stutter the moon dogs like i don't know like right. uh, i feel like vince like i don't know ne- like grew the company but never never stopped operating like it was a territory where like i don't know he had final say because you can't have a lot of cooks in the kitchen like but also you need to rely on like maybe like you're like i don't know your your sous chef like like listen to your advice and not listen to like like creepy kevin dunn all the time i i feel Mm -hmm. like and i think hunter i'll call him whatever something else next time i i feel like he will he'll be more collaborative but I think the final say is going to be Hunter's hands. Like, if you can't have multiple people giving the final go, that just that just won't work. And I think Hunter realizes that. But he's also going to ask for feedback, and he's going to make these like his employees or wrestlers like I don't know feel comfortable. And I, I and but I don't. I think that's like from his time in NXT, he is respected and almost beloved. I, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of these wrestlers in. In WWE now, over career to Paul Levesque. Yeah, and and just to kind of circle back to your original point, yes, this man ran WWE. You know, created a, a massive success in WWE for you know over four decades. You know, became a billionaire, made a ton of people money. You know, but like you said, at least, well, probably over time, and especially recently, a lot of people unhappy with kind of the situation in WWE. And I believe, and I think you believe as well. You can have the most successful wrestling company in the world and whatever like that, and you can have a positive atmosphere backstage. Like I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. I think you could do both, and I no, think you're gonna have also, more of that with no, yeah, with Triple H. No, no, oh no, I agree. But you also can't let the wrestlers run. Like I know you Correct. can't have like Kevin Nash run the book. And I feel that right. Triple H and Stephanie, because I feel like I don't know, they still have that binge gene too, where there where there are people putting people in their place. I feel yeah. like. That's what's not like. I think people need to realize a happy locker room doesn't mean they could just go ham and just like I don't know, call their own shots. But I feel like, I but like you said with Vince, I just think it went overboard. Where like I don't know, he wasn't taking anyone's advice. He was just like ruling his way that he's been ruling for forty years. And I, I mean, I think you really can't accurately tell the Vince of Vince or without looking like, I don't know, like you're like caping for the guy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's one of the most successful people in the history of entertainment. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's any way around it, but he was a very problematic man. 
Yes, no, that you know that's a that's a perfect way to cap it. Um, the Vince McMahon talk. We all we got a taste of the quote unquote Triple H era at SummerSlam. I didn't think it was going to happen this quick, but it, it did. And like you said, Triple H brought back a couple of people that Vince McMahon fired um, off the rip right right at the beginning of SummerSlam um, <coughs> after the Bianca Belair Becky Lynch match. Bianca Belair wins. Um, Bailey comes back with the now now named EO Sky because again we can't have real names. And uh, I do like Kai. that name though. I do like. That I do name. like it. I do like it. Don't don't hate it. Don't hate it. So Bailey has a stable. Um, Becky Lynch though is out with a separated shoulder for a while, um, so she's out. P- pretty good match. I'll just say this. We'll, we'll we'll talk about every match, but SummerSlam very entertaining card. Extraordinarily entertaining card. We'll talk about each match, but just off the rip, very entertaining card. We need to have a discussion as a people about Logan Paul. I didn't know what to expect from this Logan Paul kid. Quite frankly, this man can go. Like this, like this man. If he, this man really wants to do it, he can be a really, really good or a huge star in his business. If you, and I, it sounds like he wants to commit himself to this. Logan Paul beat the Miz, had an amazing table dive spot um, at the at the end of the match. I think he's what twenty five years old. Like he's not even that old. Logan Paul. Logan Paul wants to be a star in star in his Roy, business. Roy, I Roy, I did something that I never thought I would do in my life. What's that? I listened to an episode of Impulsive. Oh, I so did I. So did I. <laughs> and but that is no, but like it's funny when like I don't know when I think one of his co-hosts asked, "Yo, did yo, what was your first reaction when like I don't know they told when Triple H when they told Triple H he was you know, they're bringing the Logan Paul like who the bleep is this guy? That's my reaction. Yeah. Like I don't like no, but Logan Paul just left. He's like he's not the demo. That's exactly the point. Like I don't know. This is why you bring in at people from the outside world is to get people to not know that aren't your demo, yep. that download your podcast, that will casually look on your YouTube page and see you have 23 million subscribers. I have no idea. I still have no idea what this dude does. Like, I don't know. Content creator. Yeah. I don't, I still makes, don't. Makes, makes YouTube videos and podcasts. That's all. That's all I know that he does. And fights and fights people. Flip me with like, That's all. Like that's like I don't know anything else other than other than that. But like you said, Logan Paul comes in. You bring in different eyeballs. Logan Paul makes out because people like you and me listen to Impulsive, and people who listen to Impulsive now are you know buying premium live events on Peacock. So everybody wins in this. That's why you bring in Bad Bunny. This is why you bring in Brock Lesnar. Like this is why you do this. Yeah. Everybody no, I feel it. like I don't know. This is this is a come to. Jesus moment where like I think people need to just realize this is why Vince had Saskatchewan on speed dial all these years. Yeah. He's like, yo, let's call out the bat signal to Canada if we're in a because I don't know anyone who didn't enjoy the hell out of that Brock Lesnar match. Like I don't know that was that was as crazy as it sounds. Like I don't know Brock's had like uh, beyond first ballot Hall of Fame career. That yeah. was one of his greatest moments, and he lost. Yeah, like. Yeah, and we don't have to run on the whole car. We do need to talk about this Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns match that you referenced um, for the 78th time and hopefully final time. Before the match, and again, we had discussions about this. You were looking forward to it. I'm like, you know, I'm tired of this. Like, I've seen this 17 times. They can't make it fun. They can't make it exciting. Well, I was wrong. I was 1,000% wrong. This was the best match the two of them have ever had. And one of the best matches I've seen in years. No, this this was, no, this was entered, like, like, I, I feel that, they had they felt but i like there is this perception of brock lesnar that he just don't want to do business like and like that's just far as to the furthest from the truth like yeah. and i think if you engage the dude i think a lot of people just don't engage with him because they're frankly terrified of him yeah. but I, I mean like he's willing people are saying he's not willing to take bumps they put 30 pounds of tables on him like i don't know like i don't know he got hit with a bunch of stuff like I think Brock's, but I think Brock's also smart to be like, yo, I'm not taking bumps for it for no good reason either. Right. Like you're not gonna like, I don't know, make me take a table bump if if the match is 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 gonna last six minutes. He's like, yo, tell the story. Like I don't know, no, I, I feel like I don't know. For me, like I don't like for me, like Brock Lesnar has earned a lot of respect for this run. Like I I I wonder if you could even make him a bad guy again because he's so great as this like. Cowboy, like country ass cowboy, his words not mine, and then jumps off the tractor into Roman Reigns, scoops Roman Reigns up in the tractor, literally put him in the tractor, and then <laughs> lifted the lifted 
with the tractor. Luke that was like, that was very attitude era Austin. And I feel like that's what, that's what country boy Brock gives you. And, and one of the fact he is, st- and, but his appeal is he's still one of the scariest human beings alive. Like when you see him do stuff, you're like, he can frankly kill somebody with, by himself, like with his arms. The man's gave an F5 to Paul Heyman. And that was like the, the fourth highlight of the match. <laughs> like there were like so many more crazy things that happened during the match that him giving an F5 to like a 60 whatever year old Paul Heyman was like down the list of, oh my God, this is the same moments in this match. Now, like you said, when Paul, when, when, when Brock is engaged, like again, Brock is, again, this is why you, like you said, this is why you say, yo, put down the back out, outdoors magazine and come through to Nashville. Here's a check for a couple million dollars. Like, give me 30 good minutes. Like, he's going to give you 30 minutes. Like, and you can't get that from a lot of other people. And so, but were there I, any, but were there any, like, I don't know, Hurricane Ranas? Were there any Canadian destroyers? This is what no? Triple H, like, said on that Impulsive podcast. And he's a wrestling fans are too, in, too worried about, like, the in between, like, what the, the, the moves. And, right. How many, like, how many classic, like, how many moments? And I feel like, I don't know, the same thing with, like, sports in general. Wrestling is based off moments. The Hogan body slam. Hogan turning, like, I don't know, like, heel. Like, I don't know, like, Austin, like, I don't know, bathing. Were there any Hurricane Ronas in there? Were there any, like, I don't know, Tornado DDTs? No, No, there weren't any. Like, this is why, like, just wrestling fans, not even internet, because I feel like wrestling fans in general are just very toxic. It's just very territorial. Like, they're too obsessed with these ratings. Like, I don't know. They, they, they ruin wrestling, frankly. Like, I don't know. Like, w- is it nice once in a while to get a Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole classic? Yes. Like, like I don't know. I'll remember. But we're fans. Like, does that, like, does does Joey from, like, I don't know, like, Marlton, who's going with his parents, care about, like, a five-star match? No, like, 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 it's all about, like you said, it's all about moments and it's all about telling a story. Like, you can tell a story without, you know, Hurricane Ranas and, and, you know, we always say Hurricane Ranas, Canadian Destroyer, whatever. Like, you can tell a story without doing all that stuff. And we saw a story being told in this last man standing match. We saw a story being told in the Bianca Belair Victor Lynch match. Just tell, yeah. tell a good story. And again, it, you don't have to be Dean Malenko in the ring. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. And we saw, you know, Brock and Roman Reigns do, again, what a lot of people didn't think they could do and take that story, the story between the two of them and take it up 10 more notches. Cause that's exactly what happened um, at SummerSlam. And we saw again, more triple H. I won't go, won't go into it. We saw more of the influence on triple H um, in WWE raw. I do want to mention before we are done with the wrestling talk, I do want to formally apologize to my co-host on these airwaves and, or on the podcast, wherever you get the podcast, because I have said multiple times, probably on the show, but multiple times. Ben, ben Simmons is, is not going to play October 3rd. Well, the, well, that's another thing. But I'm not. I'm, we're not past October 30th yet, so I'm not apologizing for that. But I've said multiple times that WrestleMania will never be <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia, and I need to walk that back. I need to stand. This should have started. This should have started the show. Damn it. This no, 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 no. I needed to. I needed to wait 50 minutes so maybe people tune into a different channel or whatever. No. I said WrestleMania will never happen. Chris Domingo was steadfast in his belief that one day the city of brotherly love would host the granddaddy of them all. We told a great story with this, with this, because this story goes back almost ten years. I think this has been going on since we've been. We've been like I don't (laughs) since my since my compact since our my compact laptop days. You have said emphatically, and and that was you haven't said no. They ain't getting it. Like I don't know. Like just like. Lake stinks. They don't like, like, like they can't handle it. All true. Well, lo and behold, a new era has started. Stephanie yeah. McMahon obviously went to not Patrogino's and hopefully Jim's <laughs> before b- before it caught fire to say, you know what? We come in Philly, the home of the Blue Meanie, the home of Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. the home of uh, that Wheeler Yuta dude in that yep. other bump corporation. It's coming to Philadelphia. All the extracurricular activities. Ric Flair's third final match. <laughs> um, um, how many events at the 2300 Arena are going to happen? That like you're going to have 
you're gonna get every person from ECW that's alive in that jump. You're gonna get you're gonna get Jerry Lynn. You're gonna get Sabu. Dreamer. No, no, like no, like, and I, I feel that like just times like this, you realize Philadelphia really is a, a you there are. You can't tell the history of wrestling without mentioning Philadelphia. Literally, like, you can't Absolutely. like like there are certain cities that are very important to the business, and Philadelphia. And, and I don't really think it's just ECW. Well, obviously, ECW is the biggest reason. But yeah. I, I mean, like, how many? Like, I don't know. Like, how many of uh, important events have happened here? WrestleMania happened here. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of things happened here. So. And what is the 40th anniversary? So I think we're going to get some fireworks. April 6th and 7th, 2024, WrestleMania, despite everything I believed in my life, will be held at Lincoln Financial Field. I've already started the Christmas Club at TD Bank. There's going to be tons of events, as Chris mentioned, during the week at the Convention Center, at the former 2300 Arena, whatever they call it now, all over the city. Wally Mania is probably going to be here. It's going to be a smack, Smackdown's going to be nearby if it's not in the city. Raw's going to be nearby if it's not in the city. This is going to be a fantastic. I am more excited about this than just about any singular sporting event between now and 2024. In <laughs> like any Eagles game, don't care. Any Flyers, Phillies game, any single game, don't care about that. This I is just, going to be huge. And just like this is huge for the city. Like, I don't know. After a pandemic, like, I don't know. I feel like they're starting to like happen and companies are just being asses and like making people go back to work but that's another story but i feel like you're getting <laughs> you need this you need this rub you need yeah. the mania rub and you're gonna get it you're gonna like it like this city is going to and, and one let's just hope that like i don't know we just gotta get this city sack together period like i don't yeah, know like, hopefully yeah. in a year and a half that's enough but i mean this is gonna be a coup this is a coup it's i mean huge. this is probably the only thing that 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 mayor's done right in like two years. So I, I mean, give give that guy his props. But like, I, I know I, I mean this is this is huge, man. Like I, and one, I'm not gonna I'll, I'll be I'm biased, but I feel Philly fans are some of the best wrestling fans. I I, I mean like I I know they booed Roman Reigns' ass at that at that Royal Rumble, but like you will get a vocal crowd and one. Like, I think people forget, this is a worldwide event. This ain't, yeah. like, a regional event where, like, you're just getting people from, like, the East Coast or the, or the, or the, you are getting people, you see, like, I used to, I used to laugh when you used to see, like, people, like, bringing their, their country's flags into, like, WrestleMania be like, oh, Eng- England, I'm not going to do an accent, no, Australia, yeah. New Zealand, no, New Zealand, New Guinea, no, I'm, like, this is a, people all around the world rock with the WWE. And they're gonna rock with Philly for a week. I, I mean, yeah. like I feel like this is gonna be. I mean, I'm gonna take FMLA. <laughs> That's how long I'll be out. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, like I'm already planning out. Like I'm looking at the WrestleMania 2023 calendar in, in LA and already planning out. All right, these are the days I'm gonna need to take off. Correspondingly, in 2024. No, this is again. This is like a, a final four level event here for Philadelphia for for you know for you know a span of multiple days. You're gonna get. A couple of nights of 65, 70,000 people in the building for and the link for that. Plus, like I said, plus SmackDown, plus Raw, plus the Hall of Fame events, plus everything that's going on in the convention center. It's going to be a massive, NXT massive takeover again, baby. Yes. And and uh, what was what was the thing down in Nashville? Um, again for Ric Flair, the Ric Flair Starcast, Starcast uh, Seventeen uh, or whatever. Oh uh, uh, no, Conrad Thompson is going to bring back that yes. company one last time. One last it's going to be Rick. It's going to be Ric Flair. And uh, Charlotte's next husband versus Ricky Morton and his son. Like I don't know. Like I, I mean, like thankfully we don't have enough time to talk about this because I, yeah, I, I want to be nice. I, I, I want to be nice, but there was a story about Ric Flair being at Tootsie's, and that's all I'll say. Oh well, all right. Well, I will get this story off the air because I need to know what the story <laughs> is about. Um, but yeah, I just want to formally apologize to you for doubting the fact that WWE knows to fall off his world class no you, you know what all, all all i ask for is like i don't know like like just get like like when we're there just get me a, a one big finger when we're in the stands because that will probably still be a thing i guess i'll i'll do this i will talk to our 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 our, our good friend andrew andrew uh goldstein and i will get you an audience with peter rosenberg i'll do that 
I'll get you, <laughs> I'll get you an audience of Rosenberg. Maybe we can make that happen. But no, thank you guys as always for tuning into the show. Thank 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Be back with you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. At Marshalls, our buyers hustle every day for the brands you love. Hello? They can calculate the quality to cost ratio simply by touch. Ooh, silk. They can hear the difference between an Italian suede handbag and an Italian leather one. But most importantly, they know a good deal when they hear one. That sounds like a good deal. We'll take them all. Visit Marshalls and take home more for your money. More brands, quality, trends. More of the good stuff. We get the deals, you get the good stuff. Marshalls.